What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The H Panel, the show where I bring on guests from all different backgrounds to talk all the things mental health. I'm your host, Harry Potvin, and today I'm joined by Will Everett. For those of you who have been following Season 3 of this show, you'll know that Will is actually one of the very first guests of Season 3, and he's actually my first reoccurring guest on this show. For those of you who don't know, he's an NLP practitioner, he's a hypnotherapist, and just an all-around mental health advocate. This episode is pretty important because not only do we cover topics that absolutely need to be discussed, but at the end, I actually get hypnotized by Will himself. Uh, I was very skeptical at first, I won't lie. Um, I was confused as to how one, hypnotherapy works at all, and two, if it even would work through a screen at all. Uh, And I had a great experience. Uh, Will was a great guide and... Yeah, I can't wait for you guys to listen. I included it at the end of this episode, so if you wanted to follow along and have your own personal experience, then by all means. And I wanted to thank Will again for coming on and having this discussion with me. Before I let you guys go to listen to the episode, please like, comment, share, subscribe, give five stars on podcast platforms, share with someone who you think might need to hear this episode. It's a great one, and I can't wait for you to listen. I'll talk to you all very soon. Peace. I'm Harry Potvin, and this is The H Panel. Welcome back, man. Thank you so much for having me all the way across the world. Uh, lucky to, you know, be invited again. Um, thank you so much. It's been a, an, an honor to, to join you and to talk to you again. Of course, man. Thank you for coming back on. Um, I'm very excited for today. Uh, before we get into the whole um, hypnoti- hypnotizing meditation thing, there was a cur- couple current events I wanted to talk to you about and get your opinion about. Yeah. And the first one here... Um, we actually kind of briefly discussed it through Instagram was about the whole Meghan Markle situation. Yes. Um, and like how she, she got, um, she like opened up about her suicidal thoughts and she opened up about the treatment she received in the Royal family. So I just wanted to get your opinion on all of that. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to uh, what people are saying, I haven't watched it all. I've watched clips of it. And it's interesting to see the reaction that people are having because some people are of the opinion that she's, um, they don't believe her, so she was lying. And when she says things like she felt, you know, she felt depressed, she felt low, um, some people don't believe her. Now, I think we're in a very dangerous place when someone says that and we uh, outwardly express to the public that we don't believe them. Because we're already in a situation where so many people are too afraid to speak out about their mental health for fear of judgment or potentially not being taken seriously. And then we've got a huge figure, public figure, saying that she felt uh, down, depressed. I'm I'm not sure of the actual wording, so don't quote me on that. But that she felt in a similar way with a poor mental health state. And we've got people saying publicly that they don't believe her. And so this is why we've got an issue with mental health, because if we're publicly shaming people and telling them that we think they're lying, how is that going to encourage others to speak out about their mental health? We should be taking people seriously. There's no reason that we shouldn't take her seriously. 
And uh, yeah, as I say, I think it's a very dangerous place to be when we're publicly saying we don't believe people. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you in the sense that I was reading through the comments and the reactions of people. It is really interesting to hear that stuff. The other, the other kind of viewpoint that I saw was people going like, you know, oh, boohoo, you're you're a celebrity, like you can't have these problems, like you 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 live in this house, and I have nothing that you have. And just comparing what Meghan Markle has to them and making that a reason why she couldn't have any problems. And that, like, that to a lesser extent, that was a big reason why I never opened up was because I knew I was way, like, more fortunate than a lot of people I knew. And there's a lot of people like my situation or like Megan Markle's situation where they have a great life, but inside their head is still, there's still a storm going on. So when people react that way, and then there's someone out there who looks at that and sees those comments and goes, they they won't react well when I open up either. It's just, it's such a messy, messy place to be. Yeah. And I mean, obviously we all have, um, elements of what we need to maintain our own mental health some you know there's a generic list you know make sure that you're getting outside make sure you've got exercise some self-care time a really good support network enough sleep good nutrition enough water etc etc but of course we're all different in what we need to maintain a really good mental health state so we can't assume because she's got money, because she's got fame, because she's got tangible things in her life, that that will maintain her mental health. We have to take into the fact that she moved to a foreign country, became a huge public figure, which I think she knew and she she prepared herself for, but certainly not the preparation around the criticism of what she was getting, which was totally unwarranted. I mean... You know, a lot of people say here that the press were racist and they, they treated her the way they did because of the colour of her skin and her ethnicity. And I don't know their reasons for it, but um, the press are um, you know, notoriously uh, famous for shaming people for just absolutely no reason. And they're very good at doing it to women as well for no reason. And of course, when you move to a country and you want support from people and the people, uh, and then you don't get it, I don't think it matters how much money you have in the bank. Because if you're looking for really good support around you to maintain your mental health, you need support. You don't need money in the bank. You need support. So we cannot just assume that anybody should feel or could feel good because they've got 10 cars, a mansion, enough money in the bank to survive their whole lifetime. We can't assume that's enough. I have clients that have loads of money. They're still depressed. It doesn't make any difference. And in fact, a lot of the happiest people I know are the ones that don't have a lot of money because some people, when they take, when they've got a lot of money, they constantly um, have a shadow over them of the fear of losing it. Whereas when we haven't got money, there's no fear of losing anything because we haven't got anything to lose. So those people that actually have more are more likely, or in my experience, just as likely to feel depressed because there's a fear of losing. And with her, she's in the public eye. She knew she was going to be in the public eye, of course. Um, But then there's the Oprah interview. Um, You know, some people saying it was staged. It was staged. Of course it was staged because it's a TV event. And I think what doesn't help is the fact that, you know, she is a very good actress and 
we, you know, people who are actors are very dramatic in their ways anyway, but that doesn't mean they're not telling the truth. And so, you know, she's she's done this interview. Uh, some people are saying, oh, she got paid millions for it. Well, good for her. Um, you know, I just said, as I said, I don't care who it is or what their problem is. I just think we are skating on very thin ice when someone comes out and publicly says they're suffering with their mental health, which, if we go in one direction, is amazing because if we'd all taken her seriously and found that as a positive thing that she was able to speak out, that would encourage more people to do it. And what's happened is she's been so heavily criticised, I'm concerned about the people that might have used her as inspiration and are now absolutely terrified to say anything because what's happened to her? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's kind of just a symbol that, um, or like a representation of how far we still have to go. Like, yeah. I, I can relate it back to when I was a kid, like in sports, and like someone would open up or like word got out that someone had like schizophrenia or something, or they were just really sad all the time, and it, they just became a target, and it's it kind of made you like hold back from opening up about anything because it was either you're crazy or you're lying yeah. as opposed to how can we help you? And I thought, you know, cause that was like a decade ago. I thought we, I, I still believe we're going in the right direction, but this kind of just shows that we still are in that toxic kind of mentality. Yeah. Yeah. What does it take? And we had a celebrity here uh, called uh, Caroline and she killed herself a year ago, it was just over a year ago now. And when she did it, the press was saying, or everybody was saying, why didn't she help? Why didn't she get help? Why didn't she speak out? Well, this is an example of why people don't speak out because they're scared to get judged. So the comparison there is quite an eye opener because a year ago we were all thinking, oh, she should have just asked for help. She should have, um, you know, gone somewhere and, and, you know, she ended up taking her own life. And then what do we do? We mock someone who tells us about her, her mental health state. So it's no wonder people are too scared to open up. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's nuts, man. And like the, we talked about it already, the whole, well, she has all this money. She has all these things. She should be happy. It's that whole mentality is so toxic because we're all striving for materialistic things like cars and money and houses and whatever, but we're neglecting this whole side of us that needs community and better mental health and better physical health. We don't care about that. We want to get money. We want the status. And this just is like feeding into that mentality. And that's not the way to go. I know we've gone there for years and years that's been the mentality but we got to change that like absolutely and i think if if you rely on material things to make you happy first of all you there's an, another layer underneath that because um stuff doesn't make us happy it's what we think about that makes us happy so uh, what is it you need in your life now of course it can make you feel more secure of course it can make you feel comfortable i'm more happy in this place because I've bought a load of gadgets. I'm keeping Amazon afloat here, by the way. Um, but it's all great and it's comfortable and it's a nice place and I do feel happier. So, But it's not the money that makes me feel happier. It's the freedom that makes me feel happier. So it's what the money buys that makes us feel happier. And you know what? If 
you are relying on material things to make you happy. You will always rely on material things to make you happy. And then you're in, you know, dangerous zone, right? Because we get bored of stuff. You need the biggest, the next model. You need a bigger car. You need a, a better that. So just being able to be on your own, in your own space, in the moment, and be able to create happiness for yourself is the most powerful thing and the most important thing because then everything else in your life becomes a bonus. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I agree. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's weird, the whole reaction thing. Yeah. But, I mean... I don't know why people we can't... Why can't we believe that? Like, I don't. I don't understand. What is it that people? This is the other thing: is that people expect to see someone who feels that way. They can't smile. They can't look nice. They've got to look a mess. They've got to be crying all the time. And that's what they think, isn't it? They think, oh, if you're depressed, you're going to look bad, right? You're gonna. You're not going to want to tell people on TV. You're not. But this is her lifestyle, and we, you could look at someone, have a normal conversation with them. They could look fantastic. And yet they can still be depressed. You cannot judge people on what you think or what your expectations are of when someone's depressed. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that whole I when I first was opening up and I relate things to me all the time just so I can kind of figure it out in my head. But like when I was first opening up, people would go, but you don't look like a depressed person. Yeah. It's like, for the love of God, there's not like a, there's not a model that represents depression. Everyone goes through it differently. And that's another whole different toxic thought that we got to get rid of. It's like, people go through things differently. Yeah. I mean, I've said for quite some time now, I think that in schools here and, and across the world, there should be classes on mental health because, you know, when I was at school, we would see like a firefighter would come in and we'd see them and a police officer, great. Well, how about let's bring in a therapist or a mental health first aider to talk to us about mental health because we didn't do anything like that. And there is better now. I know one of my um, ex-clients and friends, she's a mental health um, advisor or first aider or representative in a nursery. So the kids are really young, two, three years old four years old and so she does that for the staff and the kids so this is where we need to be more and we need to teach people more about what poor mental health looks like you cannot always see it you can't always see it sometimes you can hear it sometimes you can feel it but do not expect that you are going to know just by looking at someone if they're feeling depressed I think a lot of people want to see someone who's really unkept and, you know, their self-care isn't, isn't good and, you know, there's been some sort of self-neglect, if you like, and they want to see us looking dishevelled and, and dirty or, or whatever it is or crying all the time. But it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. No. Here, over here, I, I've had that discussion with people about, like, including that into school programs and... The one argument I, I heard from a couple people is that um, they were like, oh, but that's going to influence the kids. And then they're just going to convince themselves that they're depressed. I'm like, that's that doesn't work like that. And there's also like an age appropriate way to address it. Exactly. I, my idea was I'd love to go into a school and we do some role play. Right. So we've got three kids, groups of three kids and one of them's a bully. One of them's the bullied 
and the other one's the observer. The bully says something, uh, you know, nasty to the, the bullied kid. And when we talk about it, how did that make you feel? How did that make you feel knowing that you hurt them? The observer gives their point of view. And we do it as, as, we, as you say, we're acting. Then we switch roles and we say, now compliment each other. But like, how did that feel to receive the compliment? How did it feel to give the compliment and the observer? So we teach them what it's like to be bullied, to be the bully, and to watch it happening and then how you can interact with them. That's what I think we need to do. We don't have to talk about the word depression. We don't have to talk about all the technical terms or all the medical terms. I just think we need to teach children what it feels like to do it to others and to receive it and to observe it and then teach them good practice, teach them to how to build each other's good mental health and recognise and reflect how it makes people feel. How did it make you feel today? You know, you learn that you can build other people up. How did that make you feel? Because ultimately, bullies have their own mental health issues going on, don't they? Bullies are usually facing some sort of neglect or abuse themselves. Otherwise, they wouldn't really do it. So we have to look after the bullied and we have to look after the bullies because if they've got uh, strong and positive mental health, they probably wouldn't feel the need to bully someone else. Yeah, that that's a hot that's a hot um uh what's it called? Hot take. Yeah. Where we have to take care of the bullied, we have to care for them. Yeah. You say that to some people, they're like, What the fuck? Like yeah. why? But, but yeah, it's true. I mean the bottom line is no norm even as adults, no normal human being or no mentally stable or mentally um, you know, in a good place person is gonna feel the need to knock others down. And in my experience, those people with low self-esteem that don't have the tools to build themselves up will knock others down to make themselves feel better. So if we can help these people and these people, we're going to get everybody on the right level because they don't have the tools to build themselves up. So let's give them the tools. Mm. Yeah, I love that. That's a great way. And it also kind of puts the kids in each other's shoes, which is way more effective than going this is depression. This is the what what happens when it's going because kids. Yeah, it's way better to have them act it out. Yeah, we don't need to. Yeah, do that. yeah, way better. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. I hope they implement something like that because yeah. that could be so beneficial, and we wouldn't get these freaking bullshit stories like the backlash Meghan Markle's receiving. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, look, we are um, we we have to listen and and take judgment on what we believe is the right thing. Um, or, or whether we believe someone. So I'm going to listen to a story, I'm going to watch a, a news uh, programme or I'm going to read an article and I'm going to make my own judgment whether I believe that person, but I'm going to keep that to myself or maybe my, you know, well, yeah, I'm going to keep it to myself, right? Because if I start sh shouting out saying she's lying, she's this, she's an actor, she's this, anybody in my circle and beyond are going to think, I can't, I'm, how do I open up about my mental health to Will now? because he's just he's just criticised her. I mean, for me as a therapist, how can I ever criticise someone? Because what, what's that going to do to people that might want to open up to me? So I do I believe her? Uh, yes, I do. Is, is her story 100% factual? I don't know. Of course, we're never going to know. But do I believe that her mental health is suffering? Yes, I do. Yeah. No, I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat. That that's the problem with social media, man. Like, if you put all these people who are on Twitter or in the comments, if you put them all in a crowd, 
and tell them the same news story about Meghan Markle opening up, none of them would say anything. Yeah. They just have this like this this like extra courage yeah. because there's nothing that's gonna happen to them. I think when you watch the Meghan Markle interview, if even if you don't believe her, even if you're one hundred percent sure she's not telling the truth. Think about the danger of telling people and saying publicly she's lying. Think about it. Because even if you are totally 100% sure she's lying, if you stand out and you say she's lying about her mental health, what are you going to be saying to those people that really are suffering that now are too scared to speak out? And that's not me saying I don't believe her. I do believe her. I'm just saying even if you don't, just keep your mouth shut. Because your best friend might be just about ready to tell you that they're suffering, and you say something like that, they're never going to tell you. No. I think what we should be doing is encouraging others and each other to talk about our mental health. And I think the danger of it being a, a kind of a Hollywood uh, TV set up that was kind of staged, the lights are in the right place, and everybody looks glamorous and everything, is that we feel like it's fake. But as I say, it doesn't matter if I feel like it's fake. What am I? What message am I sending out if I'm telling people it's fake? Um, and what do we expect from her? You know, what what do we want from her? A video on her phone? That's not what they're about. Yeah. Well, even like, just because there's lights and stuff doesn't mean they can't have a real conversation and react real. I I have the light. I have the camera. I know it's recording. I've yeah. cried on this show. <laughs> like, yes. it doesn't matter what's there if you feel it it's real exactly yeah 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 as i say you know i do believe that i just think we should just be encouraging people to talk about the mental health and that's how we should be uh it's just more proof that we're not as a society we're not where we need to be no we have a long way to go yeah and on yeah. on that note is the other talking point I wanted to get at before we get started here. Um, you, you've probably uh, know more about this than I do because it's in your area, but the, uh, the Sarah Everard, Everard sorry, yeah. um, that whole instance with like the whole not all men hashtag. And yeah. I wanted to get your opinion because for me personally, this is a really like – I was kind of getting emotional while I was writing notes and talking points for this because I have so many women in my life. Like I have six aunts, all biological. I have no biological uncles. I have my mom, my grandparents. My, I have tons of cousins that are girls. I have more girlfriends and guy friends probably yeah. if I really yeah. sit down and count it. And it's just for me when I see another instance like Sarah's where she's like abducted and taken advantage of. And the reaction on International Women's Day is men yeah. going, it's not all men. Yeah. And there's like a negative reaction. It's just, it's such a strange thing because what they're saying is, listen, you need to be held accountable for you and the people around you's actions in terms of men, yeah. which I, I'm sure you feel the same way is a pretty yes. realistic thing to do. And yeah. it's pretty easy. But then you're met with all this criticism of guys going, that's not my job, and it's not all men. You're just being blah blah. blah. What's your What's your opinion on it? Because I've I've I mean, some very strong ones. We're echoing what happened with the Black Lives Matter, aren't we? Where everybody started saying, "Well, 
white lives matter too or all lives matter too that's not the point that's not the point of it is it and it's the same thing where you know this hashtag apparently at some point the hashtag was trending the hashtag not all men was trending higher than the sarah everard hashtag which is crazy and us guys need to sit back and think about what we're doing here because what women are saying to us is first of all don't be don't be a guy who comes and stalks us follows us attacks us first of all secondly they're saying we have a responsibility of as men to as we're interacting with other guys if they're talking about you know derogatory comments about women or talking about this stuff we should be able and we should be standing out and saying stop talking like that it's disrespectful you know mm. so it's funny because i had something flying about by these lights here i i posted on uh international women's day i posted a video on my instagram which went on my facebook of um different actually they're all female clients of mine and i just posted a little bit of a montage of them and you know tagging them and you know i think they're all really strong amazing and inspirational women and i did that and then i had a guy message me on facebook i know him and he put what is this um it was something like what is this support a slag day i don't know if you can use the word slag there or slut day i think it was so basically and i just I still haven't found the words to say because I thought this is the problem. I know he's joking and he'll say to me, I was joking, but this is the problem, isn't it? Because, um, and, and again, I'm not one of these people that takes life too seriously and I can't take a joke. Believe me, I can take a lot of jokes. I just think the Sarah Everard thing going on with it being International Women's Day, sometimes jokes just are not appropriate and we should just be supporting women. And I, again, I still haven't found the words to reply. I still haven't replied because I don't even know whether I wanna waste my time. And so we all have a responsibility to make sure that we're treating everybody with respect. What women are saying to us is don't be that guy and don't allow yourself to put up with other guys being that guy and, you know, speak out and stand up for us and, and all of that. And so, you know, the media goes with, well, she shouldn't have been walking home on her own at night or she should have done this or she should have done that. It's bullshit, right? Anybody should be able to walk home at any time of night doing whatever they want and feel safe. Why is the media going straight with, she shouldn't have done that, she should have known, rather than, well, actually, men you need to sharpen up and get on with it and okay we're generalizing and we're grouping all guys together but at some point i'm assuming we've all been in that situation where one of our mates or someone has said something and we haven't said anything like this guy who's messaged me i'm just like this is ridiculous this is absolutely ridiculous on that international women's day you want to mention that fucking arrogant arrogant and when I post this video, he's probably going to watch it. So I look forward to that. Good. Hello. Hello. <laughs> You're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it just, it's so upsetting. Like, I don't know. And there's the whole, like you mentioned it, where it, where the news outlets go, she shouldn't have been doing this. She shouldn't have been doing that. We should be at a point where a woman can walk home at night alone like, I'm sure you saw that Instagram post where 
it was the message where it's like text me when you get home safe and the x's the fact that every woman that you and i know has sent that text or has gotten that text that that's like that alone should make the guys who are being like this that should make them sit and think yeah like your your mother your sister your cousin your friends have all sent or received that text yeah because they're worried about their friends or themselves going home alone that that's disgusting yeah and i mean some guys are saying well i felt like that sometimes when i've been out in the street okay i get it i'm not saying that we don't ever feel that way but women you know women feel that way a majority of the time right when they're around groups of guys when they're walking down the street when they're alone anywhere probably in their own home they feel it sometimes so you know i I just don't think we can understand it because the bottom line is there will have been men that feel that way and there will have been men that have a reason to feel that way but on the whole most women i think it was something like 90 there was a there was a post i saw the other day 97 percent of women in the uk say they have been sexually abused in one way or another and i mean if that's not a reason enough and what and who's it going to be who's going to be sexually abusing them i would think that it's men nearly all the time so you know it's more about making sure that we are doing what we need to do. And we're aware of it because like with the Black Lives Matter, um, I think that those people that were saying, because I got a lot of people say to me, but we're all equal. And I'm thinking, well, we should be equal, but we're not treated equally. And just because you treat a black person in your life equally, that doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. It's more about, we need to highlight it even more and not necessarily give them more than us, but just give them more than they're already getting. And it's like women. And you know, the bottom line is, if you are, if you are, with a reasonable weight, white, male, and straight in this world, you got everything going for you. And the the even those guys can, you know, we're talking about mental health. Even those guys can feel depressed. But we have to put ourselves in other people's shoes and we have to think about what people go through. And those moments where us guys might have felt scared a little bit, women feel that most of the time. So we need to, we need to be different, right? We need to do something different. Well, that, that argument itself, when, people, when guys go, well, I felt that too. It's like, how did you feel in that moment though? Yeah. Did you feel good? I bet it didn't feel good. Yeah. yeah. So you've... you've been in those shoes before and yet you still criticize it yeah exactly i just i just i love that not all men i mean obviously if there's anyone out there saying all men are like this i'm gonna say well i'm not but when you start a hashtag and that starts trending more than the sarah everard hashtag then you definitely know we got a problem here seriously well and it yeah like oh and it's the it goes back to what we were talking about with Meghan Markle. It's like those guys who use that hashtag and are openly like, well, maybe she deserved it. Like, what? think about the people in your circle who might want to open up about being sexually assaulted because chances are, like, it's a very unfortunate case, but chances are someone in your circle has experienced something like that. Whether it's minor or major or whatever, they've experienced something. Yeah. So when they see yeah. you talking about that, they go... 
maybe I should be more hidden about it. If you look in Canada, statistically anyway, I think it was um, for every 100 people, only six, sorry, for every 100 cases of sexual assault, only six are reported. Six. No one opens up about it. And so the statistic says, you know, one in four women, you know, they they experience sexual assault here in Canada. It's way higher than that. They're just not reporting it because of things like this and men backlashing, not just men, but like people backlashing and going, oh, maybe she's lying. Maybe she's lying. It goes back to the mental health thing. How would you know? And you can't just say that. Yep, exactly. I mean, the bottom line is with any of this stuff, um, some people are going to, um, you know, some people are going to lie. Some people, that is a very small percentage, and it shouldn't change our belief in, in their stories, in other people's stories. So it shouldn't let us put that, you know, um, you know, us put it off. And then some women, they report a case, and then they feel so pressurised, they then have to say, I made it up. When they didn't make it up, they just feel so pressured and so stressed about it all that they just want to stop talking about it. So, you know, even when people do report it, you know, women, women especially, kind of like the disbelief and the, you know, the um, discrimination, I guess, that they get, they just drop it, which is a very, very sad state of affairs, really. Yeah, so sad. Well, here, here in Canada, they say 1% to 2% of all cases are f- like false or made up. 1% to 2%. Yeah. So the argument is bullshit. You can't make that argument. 1% to 2%. Yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. 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 We, de- we need to make changes. And I'm really, you know, I'm really sad that in 2021, we're still even talking about this. But, you know. The Black Lives Matter and this, how on earth are we still talking about this in 2021? It's crazy. I know. Well, yeah, you got the Black Lives Matter. You got, like, not all men. You've got mental health still being judged. Yeah. Well, as I said, you know, well, let's look at it. Let's look at this. In in the majority of countries, uh, white men have ruled for centuries and centuries. So, yeah. that's where we. Uh, that's where they're trying to stay, isn't it? And look, again, I'm not trying to. I mean, I'm hardly trying to hate on men. I'm not. Of course, I'm not. I just think we could do better. Just, you know. Yeah, yeah, men. If you're watching this, do better, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we should all try to do better, even if we think we're doing great. There's something to be done. Yeah, absolutely. Even if, even if you, if you're listening to this, even if you are fantastic at this then just know that there's more work we can do as a society, as a group of people, you know, there's definitely more work we can do. Yeah. You probably, you probably have a friend that's not doing as great as you are. So go educate them, help them out, lead them in the right direction. There's so many different, different things to do. Yeah. We've got a long way to go. Absolutely. So you want to do some hypnosis? Let's do it. Yes, I do. Okay. I think I'm ready. <laughs> I just moved to the bedroom. No worries. So I'm going to do a bit of introduction so that anybody that wants to do it while they're watching it back will know what to do, okay? Sweet. Yeah, let me just move this. 
All right, perfect. Yeah, go for it. So for anybody that's watching, if you'd like to join in, then please do. The best position to be in is exactly how Harry is, on your back, on your bed, relaxing. It can be on a sofa as well. Just make sure you've got support for your neck and your head. Make sure you're laying on your back with your arms and legs unfolded. And take a nice deep breath in your nose and out your mouth and continue to breathe, allowing your eyes to close when you're ready. sound of the music and the sound of my voice will begin to help you relax even more deeply now. If at any moment you have the uncontrollable urge to touch your face, have a scratch or wiggle your toes, that's okay. You'll soon learn how it goes. You can do so. Whatever happens to you now is right for you right now. Move your focus and your attention outside the room you're in expanding your energy. Any unnecessary distractions may now go unnoticed. Move your focus and your attention. Bring it closer inside the room you're in. Even closer now. Any noises you hear where you are or where I am will be a comfortable reminder you're in a safe, familiar place. You may even find they help to relax you even more deeply as we go on. And now move your focus and your attention and bring it inside your mind. Shutting out all outside energies and influences other than the sound of the music and the sound of my voice, which will flow in and out of your conscious awareness. And that's okay. Just bring your attention back to the sound of my voice whenever it feels comfortable for you to do so. Now, it's not necessary for you to consciously hear me. My voice will still be heard by your unconscious mind. So 
relax and allow your mind to wander and show you whatever it wants to show you. Faces, faces, memories, maybe experiences even. And you can know that everything you experience while you're here with me can be experienced in a safe, comfortable way. You are safe here with me. In a moment, I'm going to count down from 10 to 1. And with each descending number, as the numbers drop down, so will you, sinking deeper and deeper into an even more comfortable feeling of relaxation. All the muscles from the top of your head to the tips of your toes will begin to relax now. Starting from the top of your head, dropping down now, down past your forehead, feeling heavy, feeling tired. Down now, past your eyebrows and your eyes, closing them even more tightly now. So tightly, in fact, that perhaps you can open them even if you wanted to, but I'm sure you don't anyway. Down now, past your cheeks, your mouth and jaw. Now, as you relax further, as you relax even more, perhaps your jaw might fall open slightly, and that's okay. Relaxation feels really good, doesn't it? Down your neck, shoulders and back as you were unwanted feelings of stress, tension or pain now begin to melt away. Floating off into the distance as you watch them, becoming so insignificant, becoming so small, it may begin to feel like they were never there at all. down your arms to your elbows and down past your chest. Every breath in inhales positivity and light. Strength, courage, happiness even. Every breath out releases negativity, stress, worry, any unwanted feelings and emotions. With every breath, you continue to feel good. Down your arms to your wrists and down past your stomach. Any feelings of anxieties or butterflies now begin to disappear. As you can imagine, the butterflies exiting, releasing through your belly button and flying off into the distance. And the further away they fly, the more relaxed 
comfortable you feel. Anxiety flies away too. The tops of your hands to your fingertips and over your hips. Relaxation continues. Down your thighs to your knees and down to your ankles as sensations continue to disappear. The tops of your feet to the tips of your toes, deep down, relaxed now. Ten. Nine. As the numbers drop down, so will you. Sinking deeper and deeper into an even more comfortable feeling of relaxation. One perhaps you haven't felt for a very long time. Eight. Seven. Six, dropping deeper down now. Five. Four, even more comfortable now, even more relaxed. Four and three and two. If sleep beckons, you can follow and one deep down relaxed, asleep perhaps or not, and that's okay. as your body relaxes, becoming heavy and tired, or perhaps light as air and floating. You can know that your experience tonight is right for you tonight. Allow your mind to show you everything, anything or nothing, and that's okay. In your mind, I'd like you to imagine that you're in your favorite place of relaxation. Somewhere you've been before, perhaps, or somewhere you'd like to go. Somewhere real or somewhere entirely in your imagination. You can know wherever you find yourself today is right for you today and can be experienced in a safe, comfortable way.
noticing all the detail or not, noticing whatever it is you're noticing now. Expect the unexpected and accept the unexpected. You are safe here with me. You have the opportunity now to deliver a message to your past, present or future self. Your past, present or future self. Allow your mind to choose and present the version of you it wishes in a peaceful way. Your mind knows who your message is for. Your past, present or future self. And as image and energy is presented to you, if you have a message to deliver, you can deliver it now. safe here with me. You are safe here with me. And when you've delivered your message, you can relax. Feeling a little better now, positive changes are beginning to be made. You have the opportunity now to deliver another message to someone else, someone from your past, maybe, even someone you've lost, someone from your present or someone in your future. Allow your mind to choose and present this person to you in a peaceful way. Your mind knows who your message is for. And as their image and energy enters your mind, if you have a message to deliver, you can deliver it now. feeling a sense of relief, perhaps, or accomplishment, gratitude too. When you've delivered your message, you can relax. Changes are continued to be made in a positive way. Relax deeper down now. In your mind, I'd like you to repeat after me. I am happy, I am healthy, I am strong, I am enough. I am happy, I am healthy, I am strong, I am enough. And continue to repeat in your mind at a pace that is comfortable for you. And as you do so, I'd like you to imagine that you are surrounded by healing white lights. 
swirling, twirling around you softly and gently. And I want you to know that today, while you're here with me, every day you're here with me, as the days, weeks and months go by, maybe you're at home or at work, alone with others, indoors or outdoors, positive changes continue to be made and continue to affect you in a positive way. You may begin to notice greater feeling of confidence as that fire in your belly begins to grow. The ability to relax even more deeply now and sleep more soundly, waking each morning feeling refreshed and ready for the day. Your self-worth begins to grow. Physical scars and injuries, aches and pains begin to heal more easily now. Any emotional stress and trauma released and evaporates. You begin to notice, perhaps, you're surrounded with positive energy. With an unwavering belief now in your own ability to overcome any challenge that comes your way. Energy connects us across the planet now. And I want you to know you are happy, you are healthy, you are strong and you are enough. Take a moment to allow positive changes to be installed and integrated into your unconscious mind. Before I wake you, I want you to know that all the wonderful positive suggestions and affirmations that I have made here today to you, for you and with you have now become so deeply embedded in your unconscious mind. You may not even begin to notice the wonderful positive effects straight away. But I can assure you they are there nonetheless and will continue to influence you in a positive way as time moves on. Feeling really good now. In a moment, I'm going to count up from one to 10 and with each ascending number, you will begin to rise back to conscious awareness. All the muscles, from the tips of your toes to the top of your head will begin to rise up too. And as they do, so does your self-worth 
was enough now. Over the tips of your toes, the tops of your feet, to your ankles as healing white lights still surround you. Rising up now to your knees, sensations begin to return. Rising up now, up your thighs to your hips and over your fingertips. The tops of your hands to your wrists. Rising up now, up your arms to your elbows and over your stomach. Feelings of Peace and calm remain, feeling grounded now, feeling settled. Rising up now, up your arms to your shoulders and over your chest. Every breath in inhales healing white lights, healing you on the inside now, through your lungs, into your veins, every organ, bone, muscle, now healed. Every exhalation, every breath out, releases stress, tension, worry, negativity, any other unwanted feelings and emotions. Up your back, shoulders and neck. Any last remaining feelings of stress, tension or pain now disappear. Up now, over your jaw, mouth, cheeks, eyes, eyebrows and forehead as healing white lights form above your head in a circle and now a ring, your very own halo for the week ahead. One and two, as the numbers rise, so will you. So will your self-worth. Three, and as you listen to me, you can know that positive changes have been made. Four, any unnecessary distractions now will be noted. Noticed even more as we go on. Four and five. Any noises you hear where you are or where I am. Will be a comfortable reminder. You're in a safe, familiar place. You may even find they help to bring you back to conscious awareness. Six, 
the sound of the music and the sound of my voice continue to bring you back to me. Seven, move your focus and your attention now from your mind back to the room you're in. Back to the room you're in now, noticing whatever it is you're noticing now even more. Eight. Nine, and you can open your eyes whenever you're ready. Ten, feeling refreshed, feeling relaxed. Positive changes have now been made. And just follow the sound of my voice back to conscious awareness. Now it is time to wake up. Time to wake up now. Changes have been made in a positive way. Man, I feel like I'm just, I feel like I just took a nap. It was a very, very quick version. <laughs> I feel I feel great. I went somewhere. There was like as you were counting down, my head, my brain was kinda like, there's no way this is gonna work. And then around eight, I was like, Vroom, and I just disappeared into whatever it was. I felt like there was a point where I was like in the ocean or something. And that's kind of where my safe place was. Also running, so it was yeah. 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 Yeah, that was beautiful, man. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for, for having me on. I love it. Yeah, of course. Thank you for coming back on, man. That was fun. Anytime, anytime. Well, we'll do it again soon. All right, yes, let's sir. talk, and then we'll get it booked in, okay? All right. All right, cheers, mate. Thank you. Bye. No worries. Bye. Hey, guys, thanks for watching another episode of my show. If you want more episodes of the H panel, the button's going to be right here. If you want to subscribe for more videos from myself, it'll be right down below. Please like, comment, share, give five stars. Let's keep this conversation going, guys, all right? I'll see you next time. Thank you for your support.